It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. It is that time once again where we visit with our good friend, Dr. Kevin Sherritt of the Regional Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving Jamestown, Cedarville, and Yellow Springs of the Kettering Health Network, that umbrella. And it is time where he joins with us every Tuesday at 930 for Here's to Your Health. And obviously, uh, we continue our focus on the coronavirus because it's uh, what everybody is talking about. And uh, Dr. Kevin Sherritt is joining us this morning. Doctor, uh, welcome into the program. Great to talk with you. Good morning, Roy. Great to be with you. I think as we were ending our last chat last uh, Tuesday at 9.30, we were saying hopefully we have some positive news to uh, chat about uh, the next time that you and I got together. And uh, yesterday, uh, we we did indeed get some more positive news. Uh, This coming out uh, from Moderna, uh, where we found out that their uh, initial results, now these aren't full results yet, but their initial results are showing uh, 94.5% efficacy. And uh, I know in the early days uh, when these uh, vaccines were, were kind of in the middle of development, uh, folks were saying, you know, if we're lucky, they'll be 60 or 70 percent. Uh, so to get these numbers in the 90s and to know that we have two, that it looks like unless something totally fails uh, is going to work, uh, this is really good news. It is. It's, it's very good news to uh not only have one vaccine that looks to be highly effective, but to have two vaccines to fall back on, and not only because of the efficacy of it, but because of the availability of it. And to be able, you know, the challenge is going to be to produce the amount of vaccine that's going to be needed worldwide. You know, we've never seen anything like this in our lifetime, and hopefully we never will again, to have a uh, situation where this virus is not only, you know, extremely active in the United States and the state of Ohio and Green County, but it's literally active in every pocket of the world right now. And so we're not the only ones that are just really uh, uh, anticipating the vaccine. All over the world, people are anticipating the vaccine. I, I saw this morning where Britain and Japan have both had spikes in cases and the numbers going up, and I think it's it's worldwide for sure. So to be able to have two vaccines, and then Johnson & Johnson uh, has a vaccine that's not far behind that looks promising, and so um, that uh, all of that is good news. I guess the uh, big thing that I see ab- about the uh, uh, Moderna vaccine is that it can be stored for 30 days in a refrigerator, and, uh, you know, the Pfizer vaccine, it has to be kept at 70 below zero and uh, that's a challenge it's a challenge to transport it it's a challenge to store it it's a challenge to give it now we'll overcome that for sure but it it's uh it's fairly sensitive in how it needs to be handled this moderna vaccine is a lot more stable and is going to be a lot easier for us to administer no doubt about that and and you're absolutely right Uh, i saw an interview with dr fauci and you know his thing was we certainly knew about this we've known about this for a while this is what we do you know we tackle these challenges and like you said it absolutely will be a challenge uh, but i don't think it's a challenge that we won't be able to overcome you mentioned johnson and johnson you still have astrazeneca out there and like we talked about last week Maybe the best news of all is knowing that this first one that's come through, uh, we're fairly certain that it works. It portends good news for the other vaccines that were behind it. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it's always hardest to, to, uh, to break through with that initial vaccine. The others uh, should be coming along shortly behind it. And again, you know, I have patients that are concerned about the vaccine and rightfully so. Um, but there have not been any corners cut in terms of the uh, testing parameters. Where the, uh, the corners have been cut is just through the bureaucracy and the red tape, if you will, in order to uh, expedite the process. But the standards for safety and efficacy have stayed the same. So uh, the vaccine certainly at this point appears to, to definitely be effective and also, uh, you know, equally uh, encouraging as appears to be extremely safe. Dr. Kevin Sherrod joining us on Real Roots Radio. And, and another thing that was a concern, and, and honestly still is, is, you know, once these vaccines are here, which it's going to be a little while before they get here to the general population, uh, would people take them? You would have to think that these numbers that are coming out are going to increase confidence. And, and obviously the direness of the situation, uh, I would imagine, would change some minds as well. I think so. You know, people have been more active to are more open, I, I should say, to considering the vaccines this year than I've ever seen in my entire career. And I have patients that have never taken a vaccine that are getting their flu vaccine and getting their pneumonia vaccine. And, of course, there's a lot of discussion about the shingles vaccine right now as well. And so um, I think people are starting to realize the importance of vaccines and uh, the significance of them, and not only to protect themselves, but to protect their loved ones, to protect their family. So, um you know, this vaccine is going to roll out and uh, they're talking about really even possibly before the end of this month having uh, emergency uh, doses available. Uh, but what I'm seeing, what I'm reading, I still think we're probably looking at uh, closer to the end of the year and, and really before the, the vaccine is available for widespread administration. You know, actually, we're probably still looking 90 days out or so. So we're probably looking at March, April before it's really going to be widely available. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, that's what that's what in everything that I'm reading, uh, I assume we're probably reading the same things. You know, before we can get it to the general population, obviously medical professionals, first responders, um, the elderly, those in the higher risk categories, they're, they're going to be the first in line. You know, we do have doses, but they are limited uh, before hopefully we could really ramp up production. And, and obviously, if we were to get the AstraZeneca and we were to get the Johnson and Johnson, you know, maybe things do flow a little quicker than we would imagine, but obviously we don't want to, we don't want to overpromise and underdeliver, right? That's exactly right. And the good news in that is, is that by the time the vaccine is going to be ready for the general public, it not only will have cleared all of the FDA testing and, and the parameters needed to, uh, uh, to roll out at that time, by the time the first responders receive it and the highest risk groups receive it, we'll have even more information and the comfort level should even be higher uh, for the general public to go ahead and start the uh, vaccination process. Dr. Kevin shared our guest on Real Roots Radio. Here's to your health, talking about the uh, latest with the coronavirus. Uh, now, as we look a little closer to home, doctor, and you know what, I, what I've been telling people is, I guess if we, we were talking about you know, where we are in this ball game, the darkest hours are before the dawn. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's where we are right now. We've talked about it before. We knew there was going to be an increase in cases. But one thing that we've looked at is and been so concerned about is hospitalizations. Uh, you look mm -hmm. here in Ohio, uh, we're averaging 202 hospitalizations a day. Mm -hmm. That's simply not sustainable, is it? No, I mean, not, not when you look at our hospital beds and what we have available. I know 
I received uh, uh, an update this morning that uh, in the Kettering network anyway, and I would assume it'd be very similar in the Premier system, which are the two systems that serve our region, that uh, the admission rate yesterday for COVID was up over 10%, and that uh, at least in our system, we're looking about 226 uh, COVID beds right now. And with that rate of increase, you know, each day has to be reevaluated and you have to find the beds. And, uh, you know, not only the uh, pressure on finding the uh, making the beds available, because we're still fighting all the other diseases that we normally uh, are dealing with that normally keep our beds relatively full this time of year, um, but uh, the staffing and the manpower. And uh, right now, that is a tremendous concern because uh, this virus uh, is not a respecter of persons and it's affecting our providers at the same increased rate that it's affecting the general public. So uh, we're really uh, facing a a serious situation in terms of making sure that we not only have the uh, bed availability and the resources on that end, but that we have the staffing available to uh, provide the care. No doubt about that. Uh, 7,268 cases yesterday. You know, we're, we're up now averaging 5,000 cases a day. Uh, just recently broke the 8,000 barrier uh, not too long ago. So uh, this is something that's a concern, as you mentioned, with our, with our health professionals. Uh, you look at our area schools something that's turning into a great concern is not only our students but our teachers uh, we're seeing more and more schools either going virtual having to to close down just because uh, we're seeing our teachers uh, starting to get this as well absolutely you know our school officials are our, our uh, frontline school uh, uh, providers if you will the administrators and the teachers and the bus drivers and everyone involved with our children have just done an outstanding job I'll be honest I the, the schools have weathered this storm better than I expected them to back in August and September when when the kids first started going back to school. But we are seeing it in the schools now, and it's it's not as much the students as it is the staff. And so I know my grandson's school just went virtual this uh, starting today, and uh, it wasn't because of the student situation. It was because of the staff not, not having adequate uh, uh, teachers and support staff and substitutes. Uh, I know substitute teachers right now are are in short supply. So, um, you know, it's not just with healthcare, it's, it's across the board and and education and industry. And, and I'm sure every, every walk of life right now are facing the same challenges with this. We have Thanksgiving coming up. We have Christmas coming up. And, and as we mentioned, kind of to start this segment, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel, but these are the, you know, the hours before the dawn or the darkest. And, uh, you know, we're, we're in for a rough stretch. We are. We really are. And, and as I said earlier, uh, I think last week or the week before, the people who are supposed to know, and that's not me, by the way, these are people smarter than I am, they are predicting that the worst uh, peak of this is going to be between Christmas or Thanksgiving and Christmas, rather. And uh, they're factoring in, I'm sure, that the vaccine uh, they're thinking is going to start to be utilized and, and ramped up. Uh, at the end of the year, beginning of the year, and, and uh, they're thinking that's going to help stem the tide some. But the reality is, I think it's kind of uh, maybe like predicting the stock market. You you might have an educated guess, but it's an educated guess at best. And so um, it, one thing for sure, we are seeing uh, the, the virus activity increasing. I think last week our positivity rate was around 7, and I think we broke 12 yesterday Correct. Uh, in terms of a positivity rate. So uh, it's not just a matter of more people being tested. The, the virus is spreading at a faster rate. And so, um, it, you know, it would be anticipated that this is going to get better or going to get worse before it gets better. 
you know, ultimately we're going to be okay. But uh, we are still, you know, looking for uh, some choppy waters ahead. Now, Doctor, uh, when we look closer at home, we've talked about the schools, and we're seeing more and more of them either possibly closing or going to virtual uh, learning. Uh, where are we uh, with testing in the region right now? Uh, what are, what kind of turnaround times are we looking at? Uh, do we have enough testing with this growth of uh, cases? Uh, where, where are we looking at that right now? Testing um, is about where it's been in terms of the uh, all the drive-up testing, the PCR test sites. You're still looking at three to four days. It can be as long as five or six days in some instances. Um, the, in those testing, we are seeing a few tests coming back uh, a little earlier. I know that the nursing homes are testing everyone right now, and they're on an expedited status because of their high, high risk level. We're getting those tests back in 48 hours. Um, the tests are becoming more widely available. There's more physician offices now uh, have some of the tests available and uh, utilizing them. We're utilizing them now with just our patients. We're not doing uh, community testing because we certainly don't have the test kits to do that, but we do have test kits for our patients that we can test them uh, as appropriate uh, and, and do that. So I'm, I have to assume that other offices are doing the same thing and that the availability of tests is, is, becoming, is becoming greater. I've been told that there's not been a concern uh, for testing material that the uh, uh, lab companies and the uh, companies that are providing these test kits have, have been able to do an excellent job of, of keeping up and, and keeping ahead of us. So I have not heard of any uh, difficulties with testing. A few weeks ago there were, uh, but it seems like we've uh, overcome that. And so the latest updates I've been given is that there's plenty of of test medium available for people to get tested. Okay, so so we will. Do you think we'll see kind of an ease, uh, or do you think there's a possibility that maybe here in the future we'll get more testing, or more processing of testing, where we can get these results back quicker? Because as we've talked, if you have to wait four or five days, a test is basically worthless. It is. I mean, from the standpoint that uh, you know, we have to assume you have it until we we right. know that you don't. Right. And I can tell you that our our policy and our, our, the way we're approaching this now is if we have someone call us that has been exposed to a confirmed positive test and preferably a PCR test that we know it's a, 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 a reliable test mm-hmm. and that person comes down with symptoms, we're just assuming and treating them as if they have it okay. and for that reason because by the time you get the test back. So we just, uh, you know, we start treating them uh, to whatever level they need treatment. We put them in 10-day quarantine uh, as long as they have mild symptoms, and if they are 72 hours symptom-free at day number 10, uh, we release them back. And so we're, we're doing that to, uh, number one, be safe. Number two, kind of alleviate the demand on the testing system. And, uh, again, just on a practical note, if you know it's going to be halfway through before you get the test results back, um, you know, it uh, comes down to if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Right. And that's the way we've been, been moving forward with people. So... Um, you know, we may uh, occasionally uh, uh, be overcautious, but uh, it's better to be uh, overly cautious at this point than to be reckless. Dr. Kevin Sherrod, kind enough to join us every Thursday, every Tuesday at 930 on Here's to Your Health on Real Roots Radio. Doctor, we always appreciate the conversation, and we'll, we'll try it again. Hopefully the next time you and I get together next Tuesday, we've got more good news to talk about. Yep. Lord willing, we'll be here. All right. Thank you, doctor. Thanks. The only stations on your dial where radio is as it was intended to be. 
with local personalities keeping you informed and entertained with the music you love. Real Roots Radio.